I don't like that one. Oh, well. Uh-oh. We got some people in the chat. Did you see that? Some big loving. Yeah. Let's, uh... Joker getting some big loving. It's a weird image. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to start in a couple of minutes. Why don't we start right now? Um, that's like corny ass music, man. <laughs> I was right. I was wondering. Did you like that? Did you like that little? Uh, we normally have a good selection, but I don't yeah. know what that was. That's that's built into the system here, the Streamyard system. But uh, oh, Streamyard. Well, let's preview go ahead and collection. start the preview collection. Let's go ahead and start. What is up, Scuttlebutt Nation? This is Ro from the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us on tonight's Scarif Live. We usually have them Saturdays, but uh, work called, and uh, we are doing it on Sunday tonight. I think this is the second Sunday we're doing. We might actually might as well just change it, but let's see how that goes. Across the hall for me is my friend and yours, the scuttle to my butt, Brad, the Grand Inquisitor. Sir Brad, how you doing, my friend? I thought I was the butt. When did I become the scuttle? <laughs> I, I am fantastic. It's been a really nice weekend. It's been hot here, but uh, really oh. enjoyed it. Got time to uh, have a lot of fun and uh, got some time to rewatch. Uh, I rewatched the last couple episodes of yeah. Kenobi. Uh, three and four. So, uh, yep, it's good to be here. Uh, thank you for everybody, to everybody that's in the chat. Uh, Joker Voice, Big Eleven, uh, Nicole, thank you. And, of course, Lunar Girl, thank you all for being here with us tonight on Sunday instead of Saturday. Absolutely. Um, let's um, let's start by talking to uh, – let's, let's do some Star Wars news or some other geek news. Um, but I, I got to find my notes, so uh, we'll we'll be back in about forty seconds. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. That is true, my friends. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, this is Rowan Brad. It's like it's uh, 2019 uh, after uh, Star Wars Celebration Chicago. We are back in business, baby. Thank you very much, everybody in the chat, for joining us. Like Brad was saying, we got Joker Voice, Dragon Buddy, Big Lovin', Rogue Disney. Who else is in there? Nicole is in there. Our guest is uh, mingling with the folks on on uh, in the chat there. Very, very nice. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a, a good night. Um, Brad, I wanted to ask you, uh, what nerd uh, item of news are you most excited uh, about? I know you always say it's great to be a nerd, um, but why is it great to be a nerd? I mean, the amount of content we have, both Star Wars and non-Star Wars, uh, I think it was last episode we were talking about. I still need to get caught up on uh, – I, I mean, I need to start watching Umbrella Academy – uh, but uh, we talked. We mentioned the boys last time, and I was able to uh, binge that, get caught up on the boys. Uh, that show is always interesting. Yeah. So uh, the this 
this season's pretty good. And then, uh, of course, we talked about Stranger Things, and uh, we got the, the rest of Stranger Things coming out uh, at the beginning of July. Um, I think so, so, yes. Yep. And uh, there's a little bit of Star Wars news. I'll put that in quotes. And I know Fred wants to talk about some of that. So we can wait till he comes on and discuss some possibilities there. Sure, so, sure. But, yeah. But um, I just saw a uh, a graphic with all the Star Wars projects that are slated to come out, and there's a lot there. Uh, you know, you and I lived through the dark times uh, where there was no Star Wars after Return of the Jedi. We had uh, one lonely project that was kind of a test, uh, but um, there was absolutely nothing out there on the horizon, and now we are flooded with Star Wars content. And I know you and I, uh, we don't subscribe to that whole Star Wars fatigue notion. Um, the more Star Wars, the better. Uh, I always say, when you cut me, I bleed Star Wars. So the force is with me in my veins, baby. Yeah. So yeah, where absolutely. are you? We kind of we don't we kind of discuss where are you on the on the discussion of how it should be presented? Uh, are you more excited about movie theater content or streaming mm -hmm. content, or you just want both? You know, I, I really do miss Star Wars in the theater. I've said this before. I really enjoy the theater experience, uh, whether it's Star Wars or not. I just went to go see the uh, Top Gun movie uh, with some buddies, and it was fantastic. Just, you know, getting into the theater and sitting down and watching, uh, you know, watching uh, the story unfold with uh, with strangers, for the most part, in, in this darkened room. I love that experience. And, you know, the sound, the visual, the big screen. It's uh, it's pretty epic. I think uh, Star Wars streaming and shows on the small screen are great, but um, I'm really hoping that uh, the theater experience is not uh, does not become extinct. Yeah, I was uh, speaking of Top Gun. There was a meme the other day I saw. You know, uh, Top Gun is like top of the you know uh, mm -hmm. somewhere up there in the uh, you know earnings, and uh, also Kate Bush has the number one song right yeah. now. Yeah. They're like, are we uh, are we back in 1986 again? It's like right. You know, that's I think I saw the first one six times in theaters when it came out, and still have to see this one. But yeah, it's like we're uh, 1986 all in a, in a oh yeah in a pseudo war with uh, Russia. So we're uh, 1986 <laughs> all over again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I went to go see it. One of my friends was a Marine and I saw him like in the corner of my eye. I saw him like roll his eyes uh, every so often when the the story kind of went uh, a certain way. So when you see it, um, come back, text me, let me know what you yeah. uh, thought of it. Um, obviously, being in the armed forces, there are certain things that uh, see, you know, that's, I, what makes, that's what makes it difficult. You know, when I saw right. the first one, I was obviously just a just a youngster. Now, um, you know, seeing any any military movie, especially Navy movies, uh, you know, like um, Hunt for Red October or, or uh, uh, you know, right. any submarine movie, it's yeah. uh, it, it's hard because, like, you're trying so hard not to critique it the entire time. But uh, right. I'm, I would just try to uh, go there and enjoy it. Absolutely. It's, you know, it reminds me of when I see a movie and there's a news crew, like, following somebody or doing something. The thing, the one thing that pisses me off, and I think it's an in joke with Hollywood. They hold the camera up here on, from the handle when they're doing the thing. I'm like, oh, who is telling these people to hold it there? You don't hold it there. Yeah. And, and then you've got a press conference with a guy with a microphone, like in the back of the room, holding a oh, microphone yeah. like this. I'm like, yeah. dude, you're not going to hear anything. Just like so, the uniforms they wear. Like, you're not going to be wearing that uniform on an aircraft carrier. They'll be uncomfortable as hell. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, go Air Force. Uh, Air Force does have the best uh, golf courses 
of all the branches. So I agree with that. You know, they, they spend the money in all the right places. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So let's get down to business. We are here on Scarif Live talking about Kenobi chapter or part four. Um, my brain went back to uh, Book of Boba Fett with all the books and the chapters and pamphl sorry. pamphlets and all that stuff. But um, absolutely. Let's bring our uh, guest in. Uh, Fred the Jedi has a YouTube channel and uh, he's a friend of the podcast. We uh, see his uh, tweets from time to time and I'm very excited to welcome him first time on the show mr fred the jedi fred how you doing i am great we haven't done anything like this in like two and a half years it's been a long time so wow yeah i'm i'm excited i'm ready to get to talking about kenobi excellent excellent brad mentioned that you wanted to talk about uh one aspect in star wars news and we wanted to give you a a, a chance uh before we get down to the nitty-gritty yeah so we were talking about there is currently a rumor report whatever you want to call it rumors swirl all around star wars nowadays but there's a rumor that reva might be getting her own spin-off series or something mm. and i i don't know how true that could possibly be based on i'm not going to talk about like the actual leak here because i don't want anyone to get spoiled if it is true mm -hmm. um but i'm not sure how that's possible if the show ends the way the leak says it's supposed to end and yeah. so kind of interested to see but i could see them doing a kenobi 2 or some sort of spin-off based on i mean everybody wants to see more ewan more hayden more vader everybody yeah. wants it i could see them maybe green lighting that but i'm not sure if reva would get her own show yeah i uh i would have to agree with you i think um and I, I, I think I do. Uh, I am privy to uh, to that um, the story or the the rumor of how the the series ends. So yeah, I, I can't see that happening. Um, but uh, yeah, who doesn't want more Vader? Bingo, Vader. Yeah. Yes, I, I don't think the the Inquisitors so far are not solid enough to you know Reva or any or any of them yeah. um, to warrant their own show. Like I said, I think they work great in video games. I think they work great in the comic books. Uh, they were even cool in, in, in the cartoons. Uh, I just don't think they work so far. They haven't figured it out yet. They're not. There's nothing scary about them. Uh, I mean, right. they're they're supposed to be Sith Inquisitors. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's nothing scary about yeah. them. So I, I, there's no way they can stand on their own. Yeah. Uh, Joker Voice has a question for you, Fred. Um... Just wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of uh, tell the folks uh, if they don't know you, they should know you by now, obviously. But uh, just wanted to give you an opportunity to tell the folks uh, what channel you do. Yeah. Hi. Hello. So I'm Fred the Jedi. Um, I am not specifically a reaction channel. That's just what garners the most views and traction and everything. I react to every new Star Wars series that comes out every episode, but I also do lore content or gaming content with Star Wars or anything that can be thrown in a Star War I'm going to talk about. Um, so a little bit more than just a reaction channel, but that is where most people recognize me from. Sure. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, speaking of YouTube, I want to uh, say thank you to Fabulous Disaster and Jason uh, Marison. Uh, two new subscribers we picked up, I think, uh, from uh, the last time we did one of these. So thank you very much. Um, 
Yeah. So uh, part four, Kenobi, we've got two left. Um, what is going on? And there is uh, a lot of buzz on the interwebs uh, talking about, uh, not really talking, but complaining that we haven't seen uh, Hayden's face yet. Uh, folks, before this series started, we started talking about the possibility of flashbacks, especially if Hayden and you and McGregor are back in business here. Um, if we don't see, um, I'm of the camp that if we don't see them together without masks and, and, and kind of being together during Clone Wars era stuff, that it, it might be a missed opportunity here to get these two great actors uh, from the prequels back together in, in the series now. Um, I'm hoping that we see uh, some of that. Um, I'm hoping that uh, that we do get a glimpse of maybe, you know, what we already know from their relationship from the animated series, The Clone Wars, which obviously stretched out the uh, their relationship. Uh, we got hints of it, obviously, during the prequels. But um, I want to go across the board here and uh, briefly talk about our reaction um, on on the acting especially with uh ewan mcgregor i think he's been doing a fantastic job brad let's start with you yeah i mean this uh, i really like this episode i know there's a there's a couple folks in the chat that probably didn't enjoy it as much um uh, but uh i think uh ewan mcgregor i mean he he is obi-wan we i mean that's that's a given but it's like you know the he's becoming more and more i mentioned it last week he's you know becoming alec guinness you know as we're watching him uh, and, uh, you know, if, uh, you've, we, we talked about this over, uh, over, uh, instant or, uh, over text, uh, if you've played fallen order, this one was, uh, you know, really fun to watch because, you know, there, there are some locales there, uh, where you are, where, you know, you're playing in, in Jedi fallen order. So it was really nice to see that. And I think they did a great job, um, on the Citadel there. I think I can't remember the name of it, but, uh, you know, it was like, a, it was a mix of, uh, fallen order and, you know, a new hope, the, the way, you know, Obi-Wan was sneaking around the place and stuff like that. Um, trying to get his force powers back. Um, so a lot of good parallels in this episode. I, I thought it was pretty solid. Absolutely. Fred, what about you? You, uh, you enjoying the series overall? Overall. Yeah. I think it's been, Pretty much what I expected. I think a lot of people wanted to see Obi-Wan kind of be the classic Obi-Wan that we know. But, I mean, he's in a period of heavy PTSD. And mm -hmm. now he's getting called back into action. And seeing him slowly work himself up to being able to call himself a Jedi again has been really magical to see. But I think my favorite things have been Ewan's acting. I mean... He pretty much, I would say, hands down, the best acting of the series so far. Um, but also, I absolutely adore his relationship with little Leia. Oh, yeah. And it really, this, I know a lot of people don't love the sequels or whatever, but this really kind of makes, the sequels, in my opinion, make more sense. Because why would Leia name her son Ben? Except for, like, the one event in A New Hope, you know what I mean? Now you see. Yeah, that's, that's a good call. There's yeah. a lot of history between them. They actually, if I'm being honest, they're closer than Luke and Obi-Wan were, sure. at least at, at this stage. So it's been really cool to see that relationship develop. That's hands down my favorite thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, quick shout out to Extra Star Wars. Sean, thanks for showing up. 
we got some new people coming in. I saw somebody new, and thank you, Chantel, for uh, here, Geoforce Racing. Uh, I think he said it was he or she said they were new. Thank you very much, Chantel. Uh, brought them over. Um, yeah, we got some nice conversations going in the uh, the chat there. You know, Ro, um, you mentioned, uh, you know, things that we now see on Disney Plus. You know, we had uh, Vader episode th- or part three. Previous, yeah. Uh, and now uh, we can add child torture to, <laughs> to what is now Disney Plus, yeah. now permissible on, on Disney Plus. But, uh, you know, the, it, I think somebody mentioned in the chat last week, you know, there's a special place in hell for people that just, just you know, <laughs> diss on, on child actors. But, you know, even from, from a child actor perspective, I think Leia's really holding her own. And, you know, for anybody, uh, an interrogation slash torture scene uh, is hard. Is difficult because you got to you know dig deep uh, for your reactions, and I, I think she's holding her own uh, as an actor. I oh agree. yeah, yeah. Now I if we can, the... oh, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, I, no, go ahead. I loved the scene where she kind of you see the switch turn where she's kind of sad and wallowing, and you can kind of see she's about to cry, and out of nowhere she snaps and she's like, "Well, I don't know anything about a path." I thought mm-hmm. that was like. For however old she is, which she's like nine or ten years old, that is like stellar acting, especially in such a high intensity situation. Yeah, she's uh, she's doing great. I think she's doing great. It's uh, enjoyable to watch her scenes actually because uh, you know her her acting is so so well uh, well done. Um, yeah, let, let's um, let's get the nitpicking out of the way. Um, I wanted to uh, kind of mention a couple of things. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I got one. <laughs> um, so I I have a couple. Um, but it, you know this for me this series uh, I'm enjoying it for the most part. I think I'm enjoying this a lot more than Book of Boba Fett. I think for me Book, Book of Boba Fett was was a chore. Um, I just you know obviously I wanted to get better. I want it to be really good. Um, it just didn't click for me. But this is, I, I want to say I have probably less nitpicks on Kenobi than I did with, with Obi-Wan. Um, but there's not a lot. Um, Obi-Wan, uh, the, the Kenobi series really is uh, is hitting a couple of marks for me that are, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. There's just like little things that I think, um, for me, the writing isn't really up to par. There's certain lo- logistic or logic um, items in the story that uh, that I have like trouble with that, that that are red flags when I'm like, wait a minute, why didn't why didn't this happen because of that? They just showed us this and what like what's going on. I have the 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 one biggest thing. Walk around the gate. What walk around the gate? Okay, I <laughs> I, I didn't really notice that because I think I was enthralled in the action. But there are certain things like um, and things that could have been fixed by like just one shot or something. But. Um, you know, in this last episode, you've got, you know, it's really action oriented. It's, it's action heavy. There is, uh, the moment when Obi-Wan in the, uh, the fortress uses, starts using the force. He takes his lightsaber out. He uses the force to hold back the, you know, the, the broken glass in the water, uh, underwater there. Um, I would have thought that, I'm assuming Vader's on the station. I would have thought that Vader would have sensed that and and somehow got to him quicker than he did. Um, and then you've got the snow speeders that are just blowing things up. Um, uh, so little little things like that that kind of like bug me. 
uh, Reva or Reva. See, I don't think I don't think Vader was. I don't think Vader was there. You know, Vader has this nasty habit, probably because he only showing walks. up at the. He, he, right. he, he's always like five minutes late to the party. Right. He's like you know Rogue One. You know, he but was see, five they, minutes late to the party. It's just because he's always walking everywhere. I, I think he just got there late. I don't think he was there yet. They could have fixed it by having a shot of his shuttle, like, arrive, like, afterwards. And then I'm like, oh, okay. But that really, it did bug me. It's just one of those little things that that um, that I had a, a nitpick of. Um, but, uh, Brad, what about you? You said you had well, one. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about classified. Uh, you know, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I, uh, 97 we're, Bravo we're, had the same thing, and you got yeah, you military guys with your with well, your yeah, we, uh, we, classified we got, and all that stuff. Yeah, we got to talk about operational security within the ranks of the Imperial <laughs> military, uh, because uh, with, with you know that has to be one of the most high security uh, places. Of course, we know with Scarif, you know, their high security doesn't mean much to the, to the Empire. Um, I think when you're that big, you think nothing can you know phase you or affect you. But uh, obviously, that that was a little cringeworthy for me. Do you know what classified means? That's 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 just all kinds of wrong. All right, she had uh, obviously. There's no way around this, right? It's you know, this is just me as you know, knowing too much about this crap. Uh, you can't just say you know, hey, I'm I'm here. You know, you know, you know what classified means, and he's just gonna, oh yeah, go go ahead, you know, go on through. Uh, especially being the head of security on that level. Uh, of the Citadel, that's uh, not going to happen. Um, but uh, I'll let it slide because the general public doesn't know. Classified sounds scary to the general public. So I'll let it slide. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, my light is too bright, but I have a security pass right here. It's a, po <laughs> it's a post it with the word secure on it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, just little things like that. I know, you know, some stuff bugs you, but uh, what about you, Fred? So, uh, by the way, thank you for that because I had no idea any of that was wrong or anything. So that's <laughs> kind of cool. Um, like I said, you know, we know a lot of military people, and there everybody's like, "What?" You know, yeah, what classified means Fred. Come on now. I know what classified means. I don't know it in the specific <laughs> context of how the operation works, though. Um, but I, I think, truthfully, my my only nitpick was the speeders at the end. They seemed kind of like not in the right scale in a few of the, the frames and i was like it's a little too small or a little too big or i don't know felt a little weird mm -hmm. uh and that that whole sequence at the end i love the action portion of it yeah but just the the speeders kind of coming down something looked a little off and i know it's probably because of the volume or whatever and right i get that so it's it was just a small little nitpick but other than that I can't really think of anything from this specific episode. Maybe the gate thing was a little corny, but yeah. And I, I didn't see the gate thing until after, until people started reacting to it. I kind of, I saw like an aerial where the gate ended and it looked like there was a hill, like right there, like you couldn't mm -hmm. really like go around. So that's like, I kept that in mind and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let that pass. Um, but you know, you, you mentioned this, the, uh, the speeders uh, during that action scene, um, the one other thing that kind of starts is starting to bug me is the landing sequences for these ships. They're very, they're very like, and in the, on the big screen, you can kind of tell that these ships have weight or they have bulk. There's, there's a, an actual mass to them because they, they don't land perfectly. And these are just, it's almost like if you're into Photoshop or after effects, it's like, it's, you know, it starts from here and it, and it comes here and it, 
and it, it's just a weird way of of landing a ship um and you know that, we're spoiled, though, we're, we're, oh yeah we're, we're absolutely, I mean, we're we're absolutely movie we fell in love with where they used little miniature toys basically to do all the special oh, effects ab and absolutely absolutely <laughs> but the technology is a lot higher now than it is back then so i would assume that you know things would improve um but uh yeah sean will sean's gonna kill me but uh i love my shots cinematically um and uh you know uh, you know, the, the first chapter was really great. I loved a lot of the uh, the really super wide shots. Um, you know, one thing that I notice, and Fred, you mentioned the volume, uh, Stagecraft. Um, I think if they start making these, um, these uh, stages a little bigger, they might have, um, I don't know, they might look better. Um, that's one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to Andor because it. Uh, I was reading an article, and uh, it looks like Andor is not going to rely too much on uh, the the volume technology. They're taking the the show out on real locations, which I am super super excited about um, because you know now you can really tell what's shot on the volume and what's not, um, and it just looks you know it looks like the old day, the old style rear projection stuff. Um, you know, you got somebody in a car and you see the screen going past and that's visually for me, that's what it looks like now. Yeah. It's, you can definitely tell when something's shot in the volume as opposed to like cinematic magic, I guess, or what did, what did uh, George say? Digital, digital magic or whatever. Yeah, right. um, you can just kind of tell the difference, but Truthfully, I try not to think about it too much because on one side, yeah, the, maybe the quality is a little bit reduced, but on the flip side, we're not having to wait as long for that project and sure. we're getting so much volume, no pun intended, right. of you know products. Like you said, you saw the graphic earlier of all the things coming down the pipeline mm -hmm. and the future's bright and I'm very excited, but I'm with you about Andor. That's the series that I think intrigues me the most. And I think it's the series that people are really uh, sleeping on. Um, and I Big know, time. you know, I know a lot of people's like, why did they do Rogue One? They shouldn't have done. Or, you know, I, I one of the phrases that I really don't like when people say is like, I didn't ask for this movie. I'm like, I know we didn't ask for anything, but we're, we're getting it. So deal with it. Um, but I think Andor is going to be probably the best streaming Star Wars show even better than Mandalorian. I think it's going to be, you know, people are going to be like, wow, this is like, this is like big screen stuff. And I think part of it is, I think the, you know, the writing is going to be good. Um, one of the things that really intrigues me about star Wars overall is, and this may sound corny, but I think, you know, I loved it in the prequels is the political intrigue and the, the, the maneuvering of the politicians. I find that very interesting. And when, when, when they did a little bit of that in Andor and obviously during rebels, you had saw Guerrera, you had characters like Mon Mothma, you know, um, head to head. I love that drama. And I'm hoping to see more of that within the rebel ranks of, 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 uh, of the rebellion in the Andor series. We got a lot, you know, we got a little, uh, tidbit of that during, uh, rogue one. I'm really, really intrigued to see more of that. Yeah, that's going to be, I think, one of the more exciting parts of the show. And I mean, I know we see this as like some crazy space adventure, but truthfully, it's all very heavily tied into politics. And I mean, the political aspect of 
you know, Palpatine specifically is the reason why all of this happens. Um, it's all politically related. So I think this show Andor is going to be one of the more like dark and gritty political messes mm -hmm. that we've seen. Yeah. And, you know, that's another reason why I liked the Bad Batch so much, because you're kind of in this weird transitional period. And I think that time period between episode three and four is kind of like the most special period that we we know a good amount of but we haven't seen you know the boots on the ground and see everything mm -hmm. kind of take off into action so i'm definitely looking forward to that also uh it's gonna make some just like kenobi's doing uh it's gonna make some lines in episode four mean a lot more uh where they're talking about the imperial senate because if you mm -hmm. look at the trailer uh mon mothma you know i'm, I'm assuming uh bale's gonna be in the series as well um, you can see them, you know, they're they're walking into the Senate. So it's nice to see that transition from prequel area, uh, prequel era Senate to, you know, the Imperial Senate. Right. We'll be able to get some of that uh, political action going on there. And uh, so it'd be nice to see, you know, now now that's referenced in episode four, you'll get to see it, in, you know, as it's happening. I put up Rogue Disney's comment uh, also when the alien genocide on on Tatooine, what uh, the alien? Yeah, that, and I thought he was talking about the genocide on. Um, so he, what is Ge that? Uh, Geonosis. Well, no, I, don't know, I know what he's saying. talking about. He's saying well, they mentioned one genocide on on Kenobi, but not. Well, Tatooine. No, he's saying because in the show, like, there's almost no aliens on Tatooine. Oh, I see. If you so look in the if you look in the background, uh, because oh, because yeah. of the the social distancing <laughs> conversation that's going on there. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, it, that that is a little bit weird. You can see some aliens in like the far background and stuff. And yeah, they they actually paid some uh, close attention to close ups. Uh, I saw some aliens in close ups, but then all the wide shots are just extras with with robes on. Yeah, there's very few. I did see a few um, specifically. Like I can remember some shots like. When Obi-Wan at the very end of the first episode, he's walking towards the transport. You can see some aliens kind of in the distance mm -hmm. closer to the ship. Um, but yeah, it's it's real weird when like when Reva is messing with Owen, it's essentially just all humans. So right. it, that was a little weird. I'll give it's you time that. for some uh, special edition uh, CGI characters. Yeah, there you there go. Is. What's George doing lately? Let's uh <laughs> let's ask him to fix that stuff. You're gonna get hashtag release the George cut trending. Oh, oh yes. no, hold no, on. No. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, any other uh nitpicks? Uh we'll we'll get past that because I think didn't she mentioned something about the way uh she blew up the speeder and she has some you have some issue with that as well. Oh well, you know, the 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 one speeder was going uh was flying away and she used the force to take that uh charge and whip it at the speeder to destroy it um i would think that she'd maybe use more of the force and use more charges to throw all of them towards the ship and possibly get them uh down um that was some powerful c4 i guess yeah that's yeah that sort of thing works on a video game. looked looked a little awkward, yeah, on, on screen, live action. But and um, what was that character's name? Wade. Poor Wade. Poor Wade. Hashtag Wade. justice for Wade. F in the chat for Wade. Um. Well, you know, one of the things that I really enjoyed is when they got to that little um that secret base and and you met these new characters. 
Um, I really, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, seeing a glimpse of the underworld, whether, you know, it's the beginning kind of a rebellion and we have a, um, you know, a line in the uh, Andor trailer about uh, the insurrection, um, which is really exciting. But uh, I think... Are you talking about the... So one, one two, two things. Well, one, one good, one bad. You mentioned, like, I thought, you know, what was it? Episode one, episode two, where we're there on that, uh, you know, that, uh, that city planet uh, they definitely use Narshada in the new comics, so I wish they had used Narshada as a name. That's the that's the negative side. Positive side is uh, the where the path is, uh, where they found them is Jabim, and it's really cool that they're using the name Jabim because that has a lot of Clone Wars references to it. Uh, even the old Cl Clone Wars comic book uh, back in the day. Um, so it's really cool that they use that name, and it's great to see the connections there. I actually wanted to talk about Jabim because I think it's I have a whole theory about why specifically Jabim is a thing. And Ro, it's something that you mentioned earlier, how we were so you know, we were kind of led to believe there would be some flashbacks and stuff. So by the way, I'm not gonna go like on like a 20 minute rant on this. I already put a video up if y'all want to watch it later, <laughs> but stay here because we're talking here first. Um so essentially my theory is Back in the 2003 Clone Wars days, yep. they released a comic about yep. the Battle of Jabim, and it was one of the more brutal battles yep. in the entirety of the Clone War. Used to be nice like a battle. Yeah, it was what 20 or 43 days long, absolutely brutal. Um, my theory is the reason Jabim is a thing. The reason they specifically chose Jabim is because the flashbacks are going to revolve around the Battle of Jabim but mm -hmm. it's going to be updated because, you know, those comics are now not canon anymore. So um, I think they would change it to better fit the 2008 Clone Wars series. So I know a big rumor was like Anakin and Obi-Wan in the armor. Maybe we see them in their armor on Jabim. And I think the flashbacks are going to start when Vader, because Vader's going to go to Jabim. Because, you know, the, the trackers on Lola. I think when Vader and Kenobi feel each other's presence when he's about to land or when he does land or whatever, Kenobi kind of goes through that, like, crazy psychotic breakdown moment again where he gets the chills and he starts to have flashbacks. And I think instead of us seeing, you know, reused shots, recut from Revenge of the Sith, we are going to see the Battle of Jabim take mm. place in these flashbacks. And I nice. think it will be sprinkled throughout the episode all the way until I don't I don't know if this is actually going to happen or not, but I'm assuming that they're, they're going to meet again and that will happen in the final episode. So I think episode five will be sprinkled with flashbacks from the Battle of Jabim. That's my theory. That would be pretty cool. And it's been a while since I read those comics, um, but. I could have sworn that Quinlan Voss was on Jabim as well in those comics. Uh -huh. um, okay. Because he, he had a, Quinlan had quite a long storyline. Uh, as Fred was saying, those are no longer canon. Uh, those were Dark Horse comics uh, at the right. time. Yeah. Um, but Quinlan Voss, if I remember correctly, was on Jabim. And obviously his name was mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago. So, you know, it might tie it into that. And, uh, you know, we might be. We might see Quinlan fighting as well, but uh, you know, you were talking about earlier not seeing 
Um, you know, Hayden's face, uh, people were complaining about that. Um, it could be one of those things, you know, you know, how his math is always getting damaged. Um, you know, where, you know, I think with the soda where part of his eye was, was showing on, on Rebels and stuff like that. It could be one of those things where, you know, as we mentioned last week in the chat, I think Obi-Wan wins again uh, whenever they do have this this duel. I think Obi-Wan gets his ass uh, one more time, and maybe part of his, you know, face is showing uh, from the mask, and they give him a disorder, distorted voice, you know, some mix of James Earl Jones and Hayden Christian's voice, which I think would be awesome. So we'll see. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I do feel that uh, – so we are four episodes in, two left. I do feel that um, the next episode will start um, right away with, with a flashback. I think uh, the, uh, a flashback is going to be the first thing that we see to get uh, our blood pumping. And, uh, you know, we, we got two episodes left. Let's see what happens. But, uh, yeah, flashbacks for sure. Um, and, yeah, those are all, all great, uh, great theories. Um, one of the things that, uh, getting back to my nitpicks, um, you know, I, I think they, uh, they have done, uh, such a marvelous job in portraying the brutality of Darth Vader here during his, uh, his prime really. Um, and I, I, I want to say like maybe, um, not, not prime prime, but like maybe prior to his prime, because I think, uh, People, people are saying that uh, there might still be a little bit of Anakin in him um, at this point. I know it's been ten years, but you know he's obviously he's struggling. Um, but there's got to be, I think there's got to be some scene where Obi Wan kind of still senses it, because that'll give uh, some sort of uh, sense to the line in Return of the Jedi when uh, when he says, uh, you know, to Luke, uh, Vader once thought as you did, or Obi-Wan once thought as you did regarding, you know, Luke saying that there's still good in you. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's always Anakin within Vader, you know, that's, you know, why he, that's why he could, you know, go through the redemption process as short as mm. it was. Um, and it's the same issue, or if you want to call it issue, um, you know, that Ben Solo, slash Kylo Ren had, you know, that pulled to the light. They can never fully get rid of it. But I'm telling you what, you know, I watched, uh, you know, because it was Thursday. So it was a good time to rewatch uh, Return of the Jedi because uh, that's sure. what we do on Thursdays. But I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, like what you're saying about Vader's brutality, that all these lines in the original movie now have new meaning. Like when he's walking on the Death Star <clears throat> and he says, you know, that, you know, we're working as fast as we can. And Vader says, well, perhaps I can find new ways to motivate them. Yeah. And now you have all this ammunition of seeing all, you know, we, we, we've read about it. We, we've seen it maybe in comics, but now seeing it, you know, live action makes all those lines that much more powerful. Yeah. Cause let's be honest. Not everybody's reading comics, right? right. You know, we do because we're like, we're really we nerdy, but not everybody's going to read the comics, but now they can piece it together by seeing it with their own eyes on their screen at home. Mm -hmm. I think that's super important for like the general population of the fandom. I'm telling you what, if, if marathons on TV, I don't care. I will, I will sit there and I will watch a, I, I've learned to not live tweet. I got in trouble a few years ago when I was live <laughs> tweeting. Uh, so I'm not going to do that anymore. But if there is a, if there is a uh, marathon, I will watch it. I don't care if there's commercials. I can't watch Star Wars with commercials. It totally it's takes great. me out. You just put it on the TV and it's what's on TV uh, all day. No. 
yeah that's fine um i want to uh, address joker voice and um no I, I i truly believe that vader should have killed reva reva how do you pronounce her name reva i i truly believe that reva should have died when vader marched into that room and and force lifted her off the ground i think uh um she should have died probably uh you know before the inquisitor the grand inquisitor died um absolutely i think uh that would have shown i don't know you know this kind of she can't get her own of... show if she's dead bro oh that's right <laughs> unless it's the prequel reva series right, that nobody right. asked for but you know this um this is kind of telltale to my dark uh inner personality because uh, there's there's one there's some reason that i love this guy behind me i don't know what it is his the his brutality his um you know he's not a subtle character it's uh he he means what he does and he does what he means and he says um i don't know the you know he's a strong antagonist which um you know lifts i guess uh, our heroes to a new height because they're fighting him. Um, but, you know, I've, obviously we talked about how Disney is portraying Darth Vader at this point. I'm very surprised uh, he's been, you know, he's doing rather well. It's but not yeah, uncharacteristic I, of him, though, because he does the same thing uh, to, to Krennic in Rogue yeah, One. Absolutely. You know, he'll he'll use think, it, and he did it, you know, in episode four. He'll right. use a force choke to get uh, somebody's yeah. true, you know, thoughts and, that's, and feelings on yeah. something. That's what I love about him too. I mm -hmm. and you know, in 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 story, in universe, I guess, I love the fact that, you know, his own troops have this fear for him. You know, when he first came on and and we get this through the comic books, when he first came on as uh Palpatine's right-hand man and um I guess they called him, they called him uh Tarkin's bulldog, um nobody knew where he came from. Uh, where you know who is this guy um so i i love that uh that his own troops fear him and that he goes around you know killing you know admirals and force choking everybody to get his way uh he answers to no one um and i i, I like that about his his character but again we're we're, we're sidetracking because i love talking I could you know you made me think about uh did, did you guys play Force Unleashed? Well, no, you only played Need for Speed Road, but you know, uh, you know, Force Unleashed, the first one, the you know, the very first part of that game, you're Vader, and mm -hmm. uh, I actually, uh, Fred, you, you're nodding your head, so you probably got this too. There is a there is an award uh, you got, a, you know, PlayStation would give you an, an award or a medal, whatever they're called, a trophy uh, for most amount of stormtroopers killed. So like, he, like he didn't care because you know you could. And it's perfect because, you know, he just walks around. He doesn't – there's no running. He just walks around. But, you know, yeah. you could toss, you know, just as easily – because it starts in Kashyyyk. Uh, and just as easy as you can kill Wookiees, you can just toss, toss uh, Stormtroopers around and kill them in multiple ways because, yeah. you know, Vader don't care. The chat yeah. is laughing at me, by the way. <laughs> oh, I, uh, Sorry. I actually like the fact that he didn't kill Reva because it makes – it makes me feel like Anakin is still under there. And I think that's a huge thing that needs to be consistent. Mm. But also you mentioned like Vader doesn't take BS <clears throat> from anybody. And he knows that he also knows that if he shows them enough, he has shown them plenty what he's capable of. So as soon as that chokehold starts, 
whoever he's got in that grip knows they're done unless they tell him what he wants to hear or do what he wants him to do. So he doesn't have to kill her to get what he wants because she's essentially leading the hunt for Kenobi. And she seems to be the only inquisitor that actually gives a damn about finding Kenobi as much as he does. So leaving her alive would only put him closer to Kenobi because he can see he's a smart guy. He was Anakin once he can see that Reva's tactics are similar to his own. She's yeah. ruthless. She doesn't care. She's the same way. She don't take no BS from anybody. Mm-hmm. So I think he sees a little bit of himself in her. And that kind of says, okay, I am going to let her try to get me to Kenobi one more time. Yeah. And I think truthfully, she's going to succeed, but I don't think she makes it out. I still don't think she makes it out alive because then we've never seen her anywhere else. Yeah. Unless I, I, I hate that, you know, Joker might be right in the chat. You know, it's the yeah. same thing with, uh, you know, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Like, Aiden Verzio was an amazing Imperial character. And of course, I don't know, they, they have some need to redeem every single person that works for the Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they could very well do the same thing uh, with Reva. And, you know, I don't know. I think that's. Honestly, I think that's where it's headed. I don't I don't feel that way. I don't think she's going to be redeemed. I I think she's going to fail and die, truthfully. Hmm. Um and maybe that's just me wanting to see something a little different, I guess. Um but also I would like it if she survived because I like the character, but at the same time, her dying would be interesting for the story. Yeah. I'm stuck in the middle. Well, uh having well, a villain you- die is is what's supposed to happen. That's true. So, right. But it often doesn't in Star Wars. Keep, I know. Right. Keep, keep her a villain and kill her. But I, I, the reason I feel that she's going to be redeemed is she is a Disney creation, and we've never seen her before. So uh, I think a redemption at this point would probably go along the lines of of this narrative thread that they're they're sinking, you know, their their money into. Um, I don't know what happens after she gets redeemed. I think maybe, you know, obviously there's there's a certain motivation uh, that is carrying her through her actions. Um, we're going to find them out. But, you know, there's a reason that she really wants to get to Kenobi. Um, I think there's a relationship there. They that, better hurry up and get to that story, though. They got two yeah, episodes that, left. Right. But I think, I think that relationship is going to be resolved in a way that includes a redemption. There are going to be, there's going to be some sort of reckoning um, between the two characters. Cause obviously for some reason, she really has an ax to grind with, with him, whether it's, you know, Kenobi and the rest of the Jedi don't, didn't uh, save me and the rest of the kids or whatever, but there's something there. Obviously we've seen it. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm interested to see uh, where that goes, but yeah, well, you know, we'll see what happens at the end of the series. I, I vote personally, I vote that there is a redemption arc with her and uh, she's going to be absolved of her sins uh, by, by Obi-Wan, which will make it everything. So hunky dory and the birds will come out and rabbits will start to sing. And I don't know what, but they, they, they did the Inquisitor. I mean, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't played Fallen Order. They've done. They've done the Inquisitor gets a conscience uh, with Fallen Order already, which is canon. That's a canon story. 
-hmm. So they've already done that. Let's not do that with another freaking Inquisitor. True, yeah. but they've also done the opposite with more Inquisitors, if that makes sense. Like, every other Inquisitor has died an evil person, except the second sister. But the second sister's kind of like a special case. And I think that's why a lot of people loved her character, though, because she was written really well. Um, you know, up until this series, I've always said Reva has been my, or not Reva, um, Trilla has been my favorite Inquisitor. But oh, by yeah. the end of it, it might be Reva just because of how much I love how intense she is. She reminds me so much of Anakin that I actually think that might play a part in what happens with her story. Like why she wants Kenobi so bad. I think she knows. Obviously, we know she knows. Right. Anakin is Vader. I think maybe she has the same hate for Kenobi that Anakin does. I think that's how it all ties in. So across the galaxy in, in the chat, you know, not because it's a Disney character, because it can make for an interesting story. I mean, I I think we can keep her. Personally, I, I like a story about a villain as well. I think we can sure. keep her a villain and still make it an interesting story. Um, I, do, I just don't. I'm against every villain having a redemption arc. Sure. I and mean, it, like, and like, it seems like they. I mean, the reason I say it's it's it, the the Disney remark is because they've done that to two villain stories already, um, and I'm I'm not going to pigeonhole that in there, but I just feel I feel like that's that's what's coming. I I, I you know there's a reason, again you know getting back to my reasoning as far as these two characters have a relationship that we are yet to see, and I think I think that's where it's going. Um, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you. No, I mean it's. I, I know we're not we're not watching these. We don't watch these. This is sci-fi fantasy. We don't we don't watch it for realism. But you know what? You the, don't watch these, what these these, these the, It's just not realistic. Like you know, it, you know, it's like saying all the Nazis after World War II. Not, hey, now they have a redemption arc. No, right. after the after the shit you did, you're still you're still in, you're shit. still an evil bastard. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you know, I it's just not it's just not realistic. So I, I'm a, I'm okay with her having her own storyline, but I think it should be in, in the context of her being a villain, not not seeking redemption. And that's totally fair too, because I mean, like Krennic was never redeemed, and he was right. a very he's a fascinating villain. Yeah, but at the same time. I don't I actually don't feel like it's a Disney thing. I feel like it's Disney trying to emulate what George did. Because George yeah. George's main villain was Vader. And Vader had the redemption arc. And he killed and, younglings. Right. And then like, you know, like poetry it rhymes. So Kylo, same situation. He has his redemption arc. Um Hux being redeemed was redeemed was kind of dumb. I didn't agree with that. That, I was, he that was cheesy as hell. I thought yeah. he should have stayed, you know, like the evil piece of shit he was in The Force Awakens because that yeah. was that, that was, was chilling. He was it was what? a chilling character. That was a like one of my favorite scenes in the entirety of the Disney era was that speech that yeah. he gave. Uh, but that that redemption was cheesy. Um, but then you have you know Trilla was I wouldn't even say that Trilla was redeemed fully. No, you know, she didn't really have a chance. She right, could, she got killed. 
She um, was no, I'm, I'm just saying that that sort of storyline ha has been done yeah. with the Inquisitors, and you know, now granted, most of them were taken against their will uh, when they were very young, and you know, used and abused by Vader and Palpatine. Um, so it's possible, but uh, the whole yeah. Yoda. I mean, we've pretty much, you know, we've pretty much flushed the whole. Once you start down the dark path forever, will it dominate your destiny? That right. line from Yoda has pretty much been flushed at, the, at this point. Mm -hmm. And Jedi of Chicago, no, yeah, I don't think um, I don't think Hux was redeemed for the most part. He just didn't want the other guy to. It was to just win. right. Yeah, he was still helping like the good guys though, so it kind of defeated the whole reason he existed in the first place. So that was that was one of the bigger gripes I had. Yeah, like it didn't. It was cheesy. Um, two episodes in, we're talking about uh, everything that we still want to see, but what's going on with the Grand Inquisitor? Are we going to see him? Is he going to come back? Is he uh, healing in a back-to-tank somewhere? He's totally fine. Yeah, I 100% guarantee he's totally fine. They would. I, I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, if Disney break canon all the time, they're not going to change this story. I would. I would bet you any amount of money. He's alive and well. Yeah. Um, and something that I learned um, like two weeks ago, uh, his species has two stomachs. He got stabbed in one. He's going to be okay. You know? Yeah. I think he's fine. I think he's fine too, but I I find the two stomach excuse kind of goofy. <laughs> it, you know what? That's like one of those weird like george goofy moment things where he's just like i'm gonna throw this in because i can um i it's it's a little weird it's a little goofy but and even if it's even if it wasn't the two stomach thing i mean darth Maul got cut in half man he's in Rebel, he's in rebels rebels happened right. after this he's alive right yeah. I, don't, I don't know yeah. why people are still discussing that i mean why they well, had him lying there with his eyes open like he was dead you know, yeah that's pretty dumb <laughs> But he is most certainly alive. What is it, five years ish after this? Yeah, so, his yeah. stomach is over here, Matt. <laughs> you missed it. Um, yeah. So, like I said, you know, not uh, not as many gripes uh, on Kenobi. I'm really enjoying this. Um, I think you know one of the highlights, obviously, is seeing Vader, uh, my favorite character of all of all, not only just Star Wars, of just all <laughs> fiction. Um, but, uh, you and McGregor's acting, I want to see, um, I want to see uncle Owen again, another speaking of acting, uh, he has been phenomenal in this. I really want to see more of that. Um, you know, originally this was going to be a movie and then they said, let's do streaming. And then they said, let's do 12 episodes. Then they went down to eight. Now we're where we're at now. Um, are you guys, are you guys feeling, the uh the the time uh of the series or you know this is a limited series but are you guys feeling that we have enough time to kind of wrap things up in two episodes or are we feeling rushed about this it kind of depends on the final two episodes it's hard to judge because if the finale is like two and a half hours or two hours i don't think it'll feel rushed at all um at this point though it, it is kind of hard to see how they're going to put a bow on things in two episodes. And but that's what we, that's what we said about Boba Fett. And then they, mm -hmm. they wasted two episodes doing something else. And then they came back and he's riding a rancor and everybody's living happily ever after. Yeah. That's, that was actually something I said about book of Boba as well. Cause it was what eight episodes. Right. I felt it should have been 10. Yeah. 
those two episodes away from Boba actually made a really big difference. Absolutely. Uh, but on the on the flip side of things, we're not taking any time away from Obi-Wan in this series. It's all been focused on him. So it's not Mission Impossible. They could do it. I am a little nervous about it, but also hopefully optimistic. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's been it's been a good ride so far. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the one thing that I I feel rush. You know, you had um, what's his name, the uh, the fake Jedi doing parlor tricks, um, who's basically said, uh, you know, I'm not going to help you, and and then Obi Wan points a gun at him and goes, Okay, I'll help you. And then the same thing with this last episode, you had that gentleman saying, Do you know how brutal the Empire is? I can't. It's not my problem. I'm not going to help you. And then Obi Wan says something. I forgot what he says. And then all of a sudden he turns around. And he goes, Okay, I'll help you. And it's it's that stuff like those kind of uh, lines to me seem so contrived and thrown in and and they seemed rushed. Um, they 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 don't allow you to kind of uh, percolate and 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 kind of simmer in that moment. Um, they turn on a dime, um, and it's almost like you know I, I got to get to the end of the page here. Okay. Uh, resolution done you know it's uh the next page so it's it's uh i you know and i don't know you know you mentioned that the uh, a final episode might be uh a little longer than the rest but we haven't seen that i don't think i mean boba book of boba fett the last one was uh was longer than some of the other ones but you know you've got 30 40 42 um i don't i don't see them going you know an hour and a half for for a finale um, without it splitting yeah. into a seventh episode. I think they could, though, because they did... Remember, the first episode of The Bad Batch was an hour and a half long. So I know that's animation, so it's kind of different. And it was the pilot episode, not the finale. But at least they've done it once. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, like I said, hopefully optimistic. I, I hope they're able to put a bow on it. I would love to see that, Matt Vader. Uh, I, want, I want to get back to the timeline, you know, what, what you guys are talking about. But there's, you know, there's a conversation going on in the chat. And really, I love all the conversations going on in the chat. So thank you guys for that. But, you know, there's there's a lot of comments about canon. And, you know, Ro knows this. I'm, I'm very big on canon and, you know, trying to keep it straight. Of course, you know, if you read comic books for a long time, it, it's – it's so hard for them to to maintain canon. That's why from time to time, Marvel, of course, DC is even worse at it. They'll just reset their universe because it's impossible to maintain canon. But, you know, I, you know, like I said, just having rewatched uh, episode six a couple of days ago, I didn't want to talk talk about a couple of conversations. One was Obi-Wan saying, hey, when I met your father, he was already a great pilot. Well, OK, now that we have the prequels, Anakin was nine years old when they met. Right. Of course, he tried to try to make that work with the whole uh, pod, pod racing, racing and, and all that. And then, of course, probably the, the, the one that's worse is when Luke and Leia are talking in, in the Ewok village and somehow, um, you know, Leia remembers her mother and uh, Luke says, well, I have no, you know, I have no Remember. memories of my mother. Yeah. Of course, uh, they were both babies at that time. Um, and, you know, it's been since People have tried to explain it, a connection through the force or whatever. But when you really think about it, canonically, it doesn't make any sense as to, you know, with what happened, actually happened in episode three. Uh, so I would just warn not to get too 
too wrapped around. I appreciate, yes, before you guys take me for one thing I say and ignore everything else, <laughs> right? I appreciate, you know, people caring about canon and keeping the story straight, but I would just warn not to get too wrapped around the axle about canon because there's stuff in the original trilogy and then with the prequel trilogy, it's, it's just not, you know, it's not going to always work. So don't, don't get too bent out of shape about that. And then as far as the timeline goes, I'm, I'm with Fred on this one. When we were talking about Book of Boba Fett and they, you know, we were doing the countdown of how many episodes we have left, like where the hell is this series going? I don't see any good exit strategy here uh, on this show. I am a lot more optimistic about Obi-Wan. I think, you know, Matt Vader's, uh, you know, probably right. There's probably still going to be some cliffhangers there and there's probably going to be some, you know, material for possible future use. But I'm definitely more optimistic about these last two episodes than I am with, you know, anything we saw from Book of Boba Fett. For sure. Um, Question for you. I actually, I guess not a question, but more of a statement. Back to the the canon thing, because I think it was really important what you said. Um, I, I agree. And I'm also kind of big into sticking with what's canon and getting it all worked out in my head. Not saying you can't enjoy non-canon stories. I know I do, but I'm always going to make sure my canon is kind of, you know, in order. But that's one thing about this Obi-Wan series that I'm liking. It's kind of helping the Star Wars canon flaws. Like you said with the the perfect example, the Ewok village. That's something that's bothered a lot of people, myself included, because it makes zero sense. But Obi-Wan, what was it, episode two or three, whichever one it was, when Leia and him are on that Imperial ship or whatever, and he starts to talk about his family. He was taken as a baby too. But he has like these small distinct memories. He says they're kind of like flashes. He's like, I think I had a brother. I remember my, my, my mother kind of, and that's it. And I feel like maybe that's the show trying to help explain. explain. Yeah. Yeah. Help explain return of the Jedi better. Maybe certain, you know, babies that are one with the force actually can have memories of their mother or memories of the first time they open their eyes. And even though it's just really quick flash images, maybe they have a couple of little images that gives them some idea about their past or who their parents were or something like that. And then why would Leia have it and not Luke? Because Luke didn't start to show till later. Because like, again, in the Kenobi episode, he said, you know, you're, you don't care if, um, if Luke is safe, you care if he's showing. Right. So Luke might not have been showing. He didn't even know what the Force was until he was 19. Right. And he still somehow became like the greatest Jedi ever. So I, I think there's, it's a weird loophole. It's a little weird, but they're trying to make it work, which I can appreciate because otherwise there'd literally just be no explanation and be kind of just bring out the pitchforks and be like, this makes no sense. This is stupid. Fix it, change it, please. You know, I'll have to agree with you, Fred. I think uh, I think that's great, uh, a great way of uh, explaining. And then you know, obviously now we see Leia, little Leia, already uh, demonstrating some sort of you know force use, whether she knows it or not. Some people call mm-hmm. it intuition, uh, a sixth sense of sorts, but she's definitely you know tapped into that. 
um, where, you know, Luke is just putting on a helmet uh, on Tatooine, climbing up on that igloo and pretending to fly a spaceship. He's just making um, vroom vroom noises. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Rogue, you know, Rogue Disney has a comment in there. Leia shouldn't be able to block Reba's mind reading. Uh, let's, I mean, no one's going to like this argument, or at least, you know, current company might not enjoy this argument. But remember, Ray did the same thing uh, in episode seven with uh, no with no Jedi training, right? And she was strong. You know, obviously the, you know, she's strong in the Force. Obviously, Leia is going to be very strong in the Force, whether she realizes it or not. So being able to block mind probes is, uh, like you said, Ro, kind of an intuitive thing. Um, now, I think Reva should have picked up on that a little bit more. Um, the fact that she could, I thought that maybe that storyline was going to go somewhere where Reva picked up on the fact that she blocked her right. mind probes. I was kind of surprised it didn't. Um, but it, it seems to be an intuitive thing for anybody that's a force user to be able to do that. I, I mean, think she, it goes above that. Say, yeah, I, she did say, uh, you, wow, you're strong. She, she she mentioned it, but, you know, it's... It, Peter does the same thing. Her, her, I, I think it's, it's more about, like, goal. mental fortitude, though. Yeah. You know, like, Leia is a lot stronger than a lot of people give her credit for. Right. You know, so I think it's... it's And Ray too. Like, Ray was, you know, whether we love it or not, it doesn't matter. Ray, at like, what, how old is she? Four? She was essentially a slave, a scavenger. Like, over the years, you've seen some shit. You've went through some shit. It's going to build up your mental fortitude. You right. know, that's just kind of how it works, not just in Star Wars, but in life. So yeah. I think it becomes a relatable thing where, you know, this little girl knows that she has the responsibility of a planet on her shoulders in her near future. Her parents are, you know, very mentally strong, as we've seen with Bale and Breha over and over. So... I think it's not necessarily just about the force power. I think it's about her having, you know, the mental fortitude and capacity to know, stay strong, hold her ground. You can't get in my head. I'm stronger than I might look. Yeah, I agree. But speaking on Leia, uh, I think one thing to look forward to is uh, obviously they're going to reunite. So it'll be good to see, you know, uh, Bale again and, and then, you mm -hmm. uh, when they reunite, I think that's going to be a good scene as well. It's going to be special. I hope they uh, throw in a line about uh, Brea and, um, you know, thinking that Leia was gone and having her to heart conditions. Her, her heart condition. Yeah, I think that would be a nice little uh, little touch there on, uh, on her as a character. Um, but absolutely, Jimmy Smith's, uh, her relationship with Leia, uh, Bale and, and Leia was uh, such a precious scene there. Um, and like you said, I mean, the little actress is hitting it out of the ballpark. And every single little reference that Obi-Wan makes to, um, to Padme, like that, that gets you because, you know, he, you can tell he's, he's actually still hurting over her death. Mm -hmm. Um, he didn't have much time to grieve, uh, obviously yeah. in Revenge of the Sith, uh, but you can see how her death is still affecting him. Yes, sirree. Um, yeah. Um, I want to say thank you to our patrons. And then when we come back, uh, any final thoughts before we do a little sentry mode and because Fred is here, um, this is a, uh, a one question sentry mode, uh, based on Ahsoka, uh, that will ask our, 
um, our chat and see if we're, you know, I, I got to reach over too and see what I'm going to give away. I got a couple of things, but uh, let's say a little thank you to our patrons first. We'll be right back. All right, time for the big thank yous, podcast family, to those of you that support the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Team Scarif <coughs> gives you all a heartfelt thank you, wonderful people who have found it in their hearts to support our show. We're super lucky to have you. Hello there. Folks like Amanda, Jedi Caligula 89, Joey Rosales, what up, Joey? The Salty Crew at the Salty Nerd Podcast, Alex and Matt. Super fan of many of the Red 5 pods, Nicholas Schaefer. Follow him at Backyard Tardis. What's up, Nick? Our Star Wars celebration friend, Chad, at Hyperspace and Holocrons. Jay from Florida. Our other Floridian, Frank, at the Garrison level. Big thanks. And certainly not least, our executor level patrons, 97 Bravo and the Convergence Podcast. And Scott and Kim from the Used and Abused podcast. Big thanks, you Red Fivers. Go give them a follow. <laughs> Huge respects to all our patrons for your support. And if you want to become more involved in the Scare of Scuttlebutt community and feel like becoming a patron, head over to patreon.com slash scare of scuttlebutt. And remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. <laughs> Don't forget, it's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. Absolutely big thanks. Oh, look, it's Ahsoka. Which thanks one do you want? On you want this show. one or that one or that one? Hey, <laughs> yeah, bro, you know, can you put uh, put that one up? We, we need a hashtag. That one got to love the butt. Uh, I think I think we need to steal that one and use that. Wait, who said that? Oh, yeah, Sean. <laughs> Sean is uh he's a mar he's one of our marketing geniuses here at yeah, uh, the wait, Red Five. We're, we're gonna have to steal that. I'm gonna claim it as my own. I made that up. <laughs> Gotta love the butt. Gotta love the butt. Um, all right. So uh, there's a little game that we play called Sentry Mode. Um, but we have one question on Sentry Mode this time. And uh, because I knew that we were getting Fred here, Fred loves Ahsoka. Who doesn't though? Honestly, it's true. I really I have a problem. <laughs> no 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 not at all no. um we uh we have a one question sentry mode for the chat and uh i'm gonna give the chat a choice of uh of prizes maybe i'll give them both away let's let's give them both away um brad i texted you the two questions so the yeah. first question the first question i'm gonna give um this first prize and then that the second question that you told me no i'm gonna use that one for the second prize well all right um I'm glad my input matters <laughs> i'm glad i our, asked you. our two question one question century mode this is century mode all right guys um okay so the first question and um fred I'll you gotta type it in if, if you uh, answer I'm not. No, I'm gonna let them do it. I'm gonna let them do it. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna give away. Let me put this up on the full screen here. Do do do. Oh, that's not the full screen. Here we go. It's a 
Star Wars, Mandalorian, Lego. The Razor Crest. Nice. So, anybody in the chat? The question is, in the Ahsoka novel, who did she meet at the end and what code name did she take? First person gets this Razor Razor Crest, say it ten times, Star Wars mini figure. Matt Vader, I already sent you a Ray Funko Pop. What'd you do with it? (laughs) (laughs) In the Ahsoka novel, who did she meet at the end and what code name did she take? Dang, Luna Girl. Oh. Lunar Girl got it. That is correct. She met Bale. And See, uh, Joker voice, you would have been right, but you answered in the wrong order. She did not meet Fulcrum and take on the code name Bail Organa. That would just be <laughs> weird. That would be weird, but yeah, Lunar Girl. Um, her collection's getting bigger, so it's uh on its way. But you know what? You guys have a second chance to win. And um, Lunar Girl, if you can abstain, I didn't type the second question in, so I'm gonna have to remind myself here. Right, but, you want me to read this? You want me to read the long ass question? You got the short one. I'll take the long one. Oh yeah, and um, I'm giving away Luke with little Grogu. And I don't know why I turned my nice. camera off. Either. I don't know either, man. Luke with little Grogu. Oh, that's a good one. Let me take this out for a second, and I'm also going to take that out because that is done. <clears throat> All right, hold on a second before I forget. Uh, Lunar Girl gets the Lego. All right, second question on Sentry Mode, as read by Brad. Yeah, sorry, this one's wordy, but you'll you'll get it anyway. All right, uh, in Star Wars Rebels, when Ahsoka was reaching out with the Force to find out who may have been attacking them in the advanced TIE fighter, what was the phrase that Vader says? I know it, I know it, I know it. (laughs) One more time, Brad, for those in the back. In Rebels, when Ahsoka was reaching out with the Force to find out who was attacking them in the advanced TIE fighter, what was the phrase that Vader says? Oh, we got got a bingo. We got a bingo. And uh, Jedi of Chicago. Great. Shipping will be real cheap. Let's take the van. Let's take the van. I think um, because Joker Voice is in Las Vegas, his keyboard is delayed by three seconds. But yeah, absolutely. The Apprentice lives. Great job. Hold on a second. Let me write that down. I got to rewatch. I guess I got to rewatch that. I, I did not, when I first read that, I did not remember what it was. Oh, yeah. That was a good episode, too. And actually, um, the portrayal of Darth Vader in um, in that that show is uh, really really great. Love him when he when he was introduced. I'm like, woo, yeah. Uh, Joker voice, you gotta you gotta be a little quicker on the trigger finger there, my friend. But uh, absolutely, um, our winners tonight: Lunar Girl, the Lego, and uh, Jedi of Chicago. 
little Luke with uh, with little Grogu. Oh, look I'll at tell Luke. you what. Cute. I could give something away. Oh, look at that. I could give something away and do a third question. Let me pull it out. Oh, have, nice. Uh, well, don't pull it out, Fred. We're not that kind of show. <laughs> I have a, uh, a trunk full of goodies to my right. All right. Uh, I'm going to pull out. You didn't hear nothing. I'm going to pull out a random item. Okay, we can do this one. All right. So in the spirit of Ahsoka, it's not an Ahsoka item. I'm sorry. But it is a uh, Clone Wars Yoda first day of issue. Very nice. So in the box, um, I, for whatever reason, have three of these, and I don't need three of them. Just send them out, my friend. Don't don't worry about them. (laughs) (laughs) So my question for you, in the Ahsoka novel, how did Ahsoka get her lightsaber crystals that she used to make her signature white lightsabers? Who'd she get them from? Walmart. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good question. And um, if you guys haven't read that Ahsoka novel, it's actually pretty good. I had had Ashley Eckstein read it to me. (laughs) (laughs) An Inquisitor is correct. Bonus points if you can name which Inquisitor it was. Planet Bezos. <laughs> That's good. Don't give them any ideas. They might actually use that. <laughs> that sounds like it could be a Star Wars planet. It could be. Death Star 4.0. Very nice. It's the uh it's the ninth cousin. Second grade. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> From Alabama. Fifth uncle. It's the fifth uncle. <laughs> All right. Fifth uncle is funny. Did we get a. Uh, we got That's, the correct answer. We have Joker it, voice. It, yeah, it is an inquisitor. Is it? It is an inquisitor. Okay. No bonus points. I don't see. I'm not seeing any bonus points. If someone can name me the bonus points, I'll give away a second item. What? I'll do a second item. Holy. You got to have Fred on more. Enfys Nest. Oh, look at that. I just want you to know, I left the price tag on here. It was only $8 because I got it at Ollie's because one opened up right down the street from me. But this could be yours today. Look at that. Um... And the question is uh, the bonus? The bonus is which Inquisitor did Ahsoka get her lightsabers uh, crystals from? Is the Nicole, Inquisitor is right. But is what Nicole number? right there? Six brother? That is correct. Oh, Joker voice got that too. Nice. Wow. Joker Very voice nice. got there first six brother, so he gets both prizes. Very nice. Look at that, Joker. See? It pays to be nice. <laughs> Very nice. But since it's Disney Star Wars, we'll just forward it to somebody else. (laughs) 
All right. That was Century Mode. We gave away uh, some really nice stuff, didn't we? This is Century Mode. I don't know why I played that again, but uh, I mean, you just like the animation. <laughs> Very nice, cool. Uh, Fred, thank you so much for not only coming on, talking uh, Kenobi, but uh, giving away stuff. Of course, it's Very my nice. pleasure to be here. Very nice. Um, yeah. Any uh, final thoughts on Kenobi? Looking forward to uh, the last two episodes, obviously. Um, but uh, any final thoughts uh, from uh, from Fred or Brad? Brad, you go ahead and go first. You know, uh, it's a minor, minor thought. But you know what? It's great to have Wednesday drops on these shows. I prefer Wednesday drops to Friday because Friday you're already looking to looking forward to Friday because it's, you know, damn near the weekend. It's nice to have Wednesday shows to give you something to look forward to in the middle of the week. So thanks, Disney, for that. Uh, and uh, just really excited about the last two episodes. I think I think they're going to pull it off. As, as Fred said, as with the Disney era, cautiously optimistic, um, but I think they are going to. It's going to be satisfying, the last two episodes. So looking forward to. It. Absolutely. So uh, for me, yeah, kind of the same thing. Definitely looking forward to the ending. Um, one thing I will say is to uh, keep your eyes open in the next episode. Mm, keep them open, everyone. But I thought it was only when your eyes were shut. Isn't that what they said on the thing? Oh, yeah. You can, uh, yeah. And that, it's the way. It is the way. Yeah, it's the way. Wait, is it the way, though, or is it the path? Now I'm confused. No, it's different. It's the, it's the way of the path. <laughs> Duh. Um. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Uh, yeah. But, um, oh, wow. yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they kind of put everything together here and I would not be surprised if we get more stories revolving, you know, Kenobi or these characters or Vader. Um, I guess before we go, I, I do have a theory. I have a theory for a potential season two. I don't think it's happening, but I'm going to give him a theory or not even theory. My pitch. Mm -hmm. Do it. Okay. We know they're going to meet again, whatever. Both of them are going to survive. Yay. Um, the, <laughs> How could there be a season two with that, right? Right. I think it could be six episodes again. Three focus on Obi-Wan. Three focus on Vader. Because now, even though Obi-Wan is probably going to find his way, you know, be able to call himself a Jedi again, Vader is probably going to throw out as much of Anakin as possible after their final meeting. But they're both going to have a little bit of trauma left over still. And it could literally be six episodes of, you know, more of a spiritual tone. And that's where we could get some serious flashbacks because that's what we all want. Sure. That's my Speaking pick. of spiritual, where the hell's Qui-Gon? Oh, once yeah. He, once, he, once he coming in. And also, if we're, if we're putting up wish list, I just want to see Vader hunting down Jedi. I just want to see a cruel ass Vader hunting down Jedi across the galaxy. No, when mercy. it comes to Qui Gon, keep your eyes open. Well, yeah, but he should. I mean, I you knew that was going to be part of this, but he should have been talking to him years ago. 
You know, he, well, he, he gave him that he mission. He gave him that mission in, in Revenge of the Sith. But he's broken. Right? He, is broken. he is Obi-Wan broken. Obi-Wan is so broken that he, he doesn't can't. believe in anything. Remember the, what's his name? The Jedi that ended up getting hanged yeah. on Tatooine. He said, the fight's over. We lost. Move along. Yeah, that's fair. You know? That's fair. So he's too broken to even try. He keeps saying, like, master, master, but he's not in tune with the Force. That's why he could barely move that little com or whatever it was on the ship. Yeah. But Qui-Gon, yeah. Qui-Gon only does film. He doesn't do TV. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, he had that part in, you know, the very small part in Revenge of the Sith where – or is it no? I'm sorry, episode two where he's yelling Anakin when he's uh, killing all the Sand people. Oh yeah. So that wasn't little... even a newly recorded line. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, maybe he'll do some intervention. We'll see. Excellent. Um, I want to thank everybody in the chat. We had some great folks in there uh, having their own show, I think, sometimes too, which is really great to see. I love the discussion that takes place in our chat here at the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. Uh, some uh, a, a nice group, a uh, nice mix of people. Um, Brad, let's tell those people that are still in the chat where to find you. Wow. Um, I stay hidden. Uh, if you actually want to converse with me, you can find me on Twitter at Jedi for the number four Liberty Jedi for Liberty. You can also find me on Facebook and on Instagram. So just look me up. And Fred, the Jedi master Jedi, where can folks find you? You can find me at Fred, the Jedi on Twitter and YouTube are my two main things here. Did I point the right way? Nope. It's over there. Where? There you go. There you go. Screen, it's there over it here. Is. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you can find me at Fred the Jedi. Twitter and YouTube are my two biggest platforms. Uh. But I am also on Instagram at Fred the Jedi with two eyes. Uh. Everywhere else, Fred the Jedi, no space is one word. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you so much again for joining us on this uh, examination of Kenobi part four, our little discussion. We love to keep the conversation going. If you want to keep the conversation going with us, send us an email at scarifscuttlebutt uh, at gmail.com or uh, we love to hear voices, not only the voices that we already hear in our head, but we love to hear the voices when you guys leave us a voicemail at the Scarif Scuttlebutt hotline. It's 773-234-8659. Tell us about uh, how you're enjoying Kenobi, how you're enjoying any of the other nerdy stuff that we love to talk about. Um, I did hear that today is uh, Superman Day. And what else was, uh, was percolating on the Internet? Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark was released today uh x amount of years um love that movie another uh, lucasfilm property looking forward to indy 5 myself thank you mr mangold for heading back into the uh into the archives there so looking forward to that um yeah that's about it um guys thank you so much everybody in the chat who stuck with us and uh again fred thank you very much for not only coming on uh our show and uh parting with some of your uh treasured uh articles from your archive uh and uh yeah you never like they say in illinois you uh you can't win if you don't play right you can't win if you don't watch the scare of scuttlebutt Brad, take us out, sir. And that's the scuttlebutt.